Welcome to the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Hani Rambod, and I'm here to do a Q&A. So I got my sidekick today, David. Yes, I'm still natural. I mean, we, David, people, yes, I'm still natural butler. Yeah, you know how some people are sober for so many days? I'm You're natural, still natural for, for so many days. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years. So that's 20 years. So if you add in the months, that's 100 and uh, I guess uh, 12 months times two, 24. That's 240 some odd months that you're still natural. I don't know if that's an accomplishment or it I'll is. take it as one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> still natty. Still natty. But um, but thanks for jumping in and helping me with this Q&A because we do have these questions that you pulled up yeah. from various areas. So A lot we, of good questions. Yeah. We had some stuff uh, that came on the FST7 side of things. So uh, the FST7 page just hit 100,000 mm-hmm. Instagram followers. Again, yeah. I just started reposting on that and having the team take up bits and pieces of different segments and then throwing that up on the Instagram page. Mm -hmm. And then for those of you that do not know, the FST7 app is available, the link below, and there has been several different updates. So make sure you go check it out. If you haven't used the app for a while and you want to get back into it, there's a bunch of different pieces. We have a progressive overload uh, portion. There is a big wheels coming starting next week. And then we just added a new abs portion uh, this last week. So a lot of new updates coming on the FST7 content side. So now we're going to go on to the Q&A. Yeah, let's get right into it. All right. Okay, so Sam, he asks, how to lose fat? Is there any FST7 workout for it? An FST7 workout for fat? No, there's not specifically, but doing FST7 style sets Mm -hmm. can really help heighten your metabolism. So you got to do the diet, mm-hmm. you got to do the training, but the FST7 sets doing that type of high intensity, um, I, you know, high volume, I should say, um, training is going to help you with creating better insulin sensitivity, which indirectly helps you burn body, more body fat by mm-hmm. being able to control um, your blood sugar ins, uh, and your ins, natural insulin levels. It creates that environment for that your body's composition changes while training that way, mm-hmm. but you got to still diet. You still got to do your cardio, right. but you definitely, can you get leaner from it? Absolutely. Does it make a difference? Absolutely. But you can't turn around and out train a shitty diet. Absolutely. And I would imagine the more FSD seven exercises that you're doing, right? The more calories you're burning in turn as well. You are, but you don't want to overdo it either because mm-hmm. you still got to recover. So that's why we always say, Hey, look, the guys are enhanced. Can they do more FSD seven sets? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I keep saying Absolutely. Today's an absolutely great day, but you've got to be careful. <laughs> it's, it's actually a real long day because we're doing this later in the evening time. And what... Um, seven o'clock now? It's yeah. seven It's seven o'clock and I'm still doped up from yesterday because I had to do a colonoscopy. And so... Can it, you break down what a colonoscopy is for the younger people in this generation? <laughs> You'll know when you're 40. <laughs> Hopefully you won't. But basically when you get over 40, you have to get a camera stuck up your butt and you are out. It's Uh usually they do an IV sedation, but that IV sedation that's supposed to be kind of in and out of your body really quickly. Um, it, I don't know if they just gave me a lot, but I was, I was still loopy yesterday and even today a little bit kind of put you out of it. Yeah. But it's also because we've been, I've been working on Dubai time, Mm -hmm. you know, getting, going back and forth, uh, with hottie. So I've been really tired because I've only been sleeping about three or four hours a night. Up all night. Up all night. So it doesn't allow you to reset. So that probably didn't help either. But going back to the colonoscopy, 
they're what they're doing is they're just checking to make sure you don't have a, any major polyps. If there are any, they, they take them out, they snip them mm-hmm. with the uh, with the tool. So as they go up inside of you, there's a camera, there's a screen. The doctor is going in there and he's just making sure that if there's any kind of polyps, and these polyps form from irritation and and a multitude of things, mm-hmm. but those if they're not treated can become cancer cells. Okay. So that's what forms colon cancer. So that's why after 40, they start recommending it. Stay um, on top of it. Stay on top of it. You get it checked every so many years, depending on if you have a history, a family history of colon cancer, and then mm-hmm. they want you to do it more often. They want you to start checking when you're you know younger mm-hmm. because they don't want it to go too long because it's something that can be avoidable if you get it treated. And so every so many years, you have to go back. Um, usually it's every, after, I believe it's, they change it all the time, but between every three to five years, they want you to go back. Okay. Depending on what they find. But again, it makes you loopy. Um, and uh, most of the time, most people kind of just, it gets out of their system. That that IV sedation mm-hmm. gets out of your system after, I don't know, several hour, hours. But because I didn't sleep last night, thanks, Hottie, um, <laughs> <laughs> working on, uh, on visa situations, um, then therefore I've just, I'm still really tired. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to definitely sleep good tonight, but, um, but it's also been a long day here at the office. And then now we're like, Hey, let's jump in here and do our QA because I haven't done a podcast and I've gotten a ton of people requesting when's the next time you're doing a podcast. You know, I got a lot of questions. Yeah. So again, guys, uh, I'm doing this for you guys, but, um, well, there you go. The more, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know you're in a huge rush to go get a camera shoved up your butt. But. <laughs> Kiss I am. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like an OnlyFans page. <laughs> All right. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into it. Um, next Matt, question. Next question. Matt wants to know, what are the best three exercises for biceps? All right. So number one would be spider curls. I love spider curls. That's the one where you're leaning forward on a bench chest is up on there and you really get that great contraction mm-hmm. i've shown you how to do them yeah no i absolutely love them because again you don't have much momentum right? right so it's just all in your arms all in your biceps it burns <laughs> it burns so yeah, that's, that's number awesome. one my second exercise i love hammer curls mm-hmm. hammer curls uh good forearm activation bicep brachialis um just sometimes you know changing it up a little bit by going a slightly cross body mm-hmm. but any variation of that. And again, you can even do those on the spider bench too, Mm -hmm. but that is a staple. Making sure you do a hammer curl is a very, very good exercise for bicep. A question that I see with hammer curls come Mm -hmm. up a lot of times is uh, typically you'll see a lot of the bigger guys like Jay Cutler back in the day, Ronnie Coleman, when they're doing these hammer curls or even just bicep curls, you see them kind of swinging the weight a little bit more. Why is that? You know, back then there was a lot of body English and I still think that it works. You just got to be careful not to do too much mm-hmm. because then you will end up swinging the weight and it's just all of the momentum is what's carrying the weight up and down and it's not really putting enough force on the actual bicep. Right. But I think a little bit of that, we call that body English, yeah. adding a little bit of that momentum, especially on the heavier weights, is okay. But for the most part, you want to try to keep it, especially on the on the eccentric, on the way down, mm-hmm. you want to keep it a little bit slower. But, you know, you'd see Sean Ray do it. You see, you know, Jay Cutler, like you mentioned, like many different bodybuilders back in the day do it on those old videos. Yeah. And now it's a little bit less, but I still think that it's got its place. 
especially when you're going heavier, it's okay to have a little bit of body English, but you want to make sure you slow it down on the way down mm-hmm. so you can create more time under tension. Right. And, and just for clarity, these guys are, they're moving 60 pound dumbbells, right? On bicep curls. 60, 70, 80. Yeah. I think Kevin LeBron was doing like a hundred. I don't know. Something stupid. So we're not doing <laughs> 20, 30 pound dumbbells and swinging. No, no. Again, you want tension on the muscle. You don't want to sit there and keep swinging. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was number two. I think the third one right now, if you ask me, I'm really loving that total arm machine from Panada. Um, that's that's kind of my go-to. I know most of the gyms don't have it. I like it because it, you can either use a straight bar or a cambered bar, and you can do what's called drag curls. Mm-hmm. And when you do drag curls, it basically means that you're dragging you know, the, a barbell across your body. And if you don't have that machine and you want to do drag curls, it, you just basically can use either straight bar or you can use a cambered bar, and then it goes right up to your belly button, mm-hmm. and then you just curl all the way up, but you literally drag it up across there. And that's something that recently I'm just kind of more and more keen on because I think a lot of people don't use it. Mm-hmm. And just it's some of those things just get recycled from years of doing them back in the day. And then you kind of forget about certain exercises and then come right. back to them. Yeah. So, you know, some people will love preacher curls. Some people will like to do incline curls. So they feel really comfortable with that. Now, because of the Panada equipment, I'm super into that mind-muscle connection and the contraction all the way through the range of motion. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a good machine, I know some people like Prime, some people like some of the other um, brands of equipment out there. You know, different gyms have different brands. Sometimes they'll have several different brands. But just try to get that mind-muscle connection. Um, and don't just do a machine or a, you know, something that you don't feel. If you don't feel it, move on. Yeah. Move on. It may be the day. It might be also just that particular machine. Mm-hmm. Go to a different bicep curl machine. But again, whether I'm doing drag curls on a free weight or using a piece of equipment, I like drag curls. So I would go on that for the third one. Well, talking about getting away from certain exercises and movements, one of the things that we're really starting to see in the younger generation is people love machines. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so important to remember that you have to stick to the basics, like never get away from the basics, right? Yeah. Like your compound movements, yeah. sticking to dumbbells. Dumbbells is a big one. I remember like, cause I love machines and yeah. that was my problem for a while, yeah. especially like, again, being in a Panada gym, right? Mm-hmm. Or just machine, when you show up to different gyms all over the place and you yeah. see all these cool different types of equipment that are coming out, like mm-hmm. this is a cool thing now. This isn't just your regular typical commercial gym where they've just got the regular equipment. It's like, no, like, especially in Texas, they're popping up all over the place. And so you want to go in there and you want to go try it out, but you have to remember that it's so crucial to stick again to those dumbbells, those compound movements, always all those things. Yeah. So again, it's so important because all the ancillary muscles kick in, Mm -hmm. right? So when you're doing dumbbell presses, you've seen me do that with, I don't know how many times I was doing chest presses with Andre how many different yeah. chest workouts and or with Jeremy or with Phil or whoever. I think there's there's a meme with me and Jay, right? And Jay's doing incline dumbbell presses. Mm-hmm. And it's on every person's iPhone right now. If you just go type Jay Cutler, there's a picture of me spotting him and he's doing dumbbell presses. And it was, I think that was getting ready for 2009 or 10 Olympia. But those exercises are have-tos right? Yeah. Doing barbell squats or have tos. So essential. They're so essential to, especially the younger generation. Yeah. You need to build that base. Now, eventually, can you go to Smith machine and do it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And understanding you, essential form. Right. And then, or doing belt squats or yeah. doing a squat machine or just doing basically press. But 
you really need to understand those exercises are fundamentals. Yeah, 100%. Sweet. All right, next question. Vin asks, should you train till failure every set? Every set to failure, no. Because first of all, you need your warm-up sets. Mm -hmm. And then second, when you do your your failure set, it should be one or possibly two for a particular exercise. But it's not every set because first two to three sets are warm-up sets. Then you go into what I call the working sets. And usually that is constitutes one to two sets of really good high working, eight to 12 reps mm-hmm. going to failure. Yep. And then possibly if you want to go to really like next level failure, let's just say we're using partials. Let's say you're doing forced reps or you're doing um, some type of negatives. You're really taking it to that absolute failure. I don't feel like every single exercise has to be that way. Mm -hmm. I think certain ones you want to stay away from because of just pure safety. Mm -hmm. But there are some that you want to throw in those intensity multipliers. And those can be used on certain exercises like, let's say, leg press. I wouldn't do that with squats and sit there and just, you know, especially somebody who's not super advanced, to do partials. But if you're going to do Smith Machine Mm -hmm. and you want to do some partials at the end and you're advanced, Absolutely, you can do it, but I would stick to it with either leg extension mm-hmm. or with a leg press because it's safer and you can have somebody spot you. Yeah, and a big one that I see people do, they go to failure on, which is really dangerous, is bench press. A lot of people don't think about that one, and you know, I know that you're not a fan of bench press. No, no, that's just, I cringe. Yeah. So again, dumbbell presses, flat, absolutely, but a barbell bench press, anything more than 315, I, I start to get a little bit freaked out. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen so many people tear their pecs on a barbell bench press. Doing it that way. Yeah. And you've recommended to me that I just start doing deadlifts as I'm trying to grow my mm-hmm. back right now. Yeah. But correct me if I'm wrong, you're not having your your bigger athletes do that. You know, yes and no. We do do it, but we just got to be careful because if you start to do those singles and doubles and you can do all those and you're prone to have a really thick back, mm-hmm. it can really push your obliques out. So when you're erectors start to thicken up quite a bit you can start to get a really boxy look mm. and that's why a lot of those power lifters have a very boxy look right because their torso and their obliques have just become so thickened by just being able to do those weights because it's it, you need that stability mm-hmm. so all of that st- stability from your core kicks in and it ends up just kind of making you a little more straight up and down because like a pillar that holds up a wall or a building that the wider it is mm-hmm the more support it has. Right. You don't have a tapered pillar. It's not the look. Right. We're looking for an X frame. So you want to try to make sure you don't overdo, overcook anything that's going to thicken up your torso. So if you do have that ability to like get thick obliques or a thick erectors because of that, it can it make you look up and down? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, I've seen it in the last 20, 30 years. It's my own personal experience. Yeah. So that's why I say be careful, especially if you have the tendency to do that, especially if you're going like six, seven, eight hundred pound deadlifts. Some of these guys, man, are super, super strong. And if you're going to pull off the ground with that and you don't have a crazy V taper already as it is, you could put create more thickness in that torso by going way too heavy. And if your core has to stabilize you, then a lot of those ancillary muscles kick in and then you can end up starting to look wider. So we talk about the look and then what about injury? 
Well, I think that injury when it comes to what? When it comes to deadlifting. Yeah, I mean, like anything, whether it's squats, or what, you know, blowing out something like your back or, mm-hmm. or, or a knee is possible. Same thing with deadlifts. You can th- blast your back doing deadlifts. Um, you just got to be really, really careful. That's why I'm just super afraid of guys going crazy heavy weights and doing those singles or even doubles or triples with these PR yeah. style PR uh, sets. Yeah, PR sets and, and you know training sessions mm-hmm. where they're going out and doing these PRs because when you're bodybuilding, they don't ask you how much you lift. Yeah, they just want to see what you look like. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we were just at this LA Expo, uh, a kid went up to Derek, and they don't understand this. The younger generation does not understand that you're not supposed to be doing these one set rep maxes. But I think it's definitely like a uh, uh, a passageway for everybody just getting into the gym. It's exciting to see how much you can lift. But some kid goes up to Derek, and he's like, "Hey, like, how, what's your bench press?" And he's like, "Honey, oh, doesn't let me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love how he throws it on me. Yeah, I thought he was on me. No, I mean the thing is that like again. If you're doing 315, not a problem. But if you're going four or five hundred pounds on a dead on a on a bench press barbell, I think it's super dangerous. Yeah, I'd rather somebody else go up to 150, 170 pound dumbbells uh, presses, mm-hmm. whether it's flat, whether it's incline, because I think it's much much safer than throwing a barbell on. And I think, uh, you know, it's been proven over and over again that's the number one reason people have pec tears is flat barbell bench press. Yeah, absolutely. So. Sweet. All right. Next question. Austin wants to know any new products coming out for Evogen? Any new products? Yeah, we've got several different things I'm working on, but I think we can do that as a separate yeah, yeah. line item. But mm, I'm trying to think if there's a... I'll go ahead and t- I'll talk about the one that's coming out here in the next week or two. So uh, new fat burner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Evo Burn. So uh, some of the Evogen Elite stores just got it in. But that's it's it's an updated version of liposite ir yeah um, there is still liposite ir out there for those that you've been using it for many years works great stim level is about 20 percent less mm-hmm. but the thermogenic portion of it with the mitoburn and like several other key factors that we've added in are very very good very high thermogenic uh, components yeah and a bit less got to experience that firsthand yeah yeah you're you were beta testing it yeah yeah that was an awesome experience. I mean, I've never uh, sweat like. Are you being that sarcastic or no? No, no, not at okay. all. It was, uh, it was really cool though. Like, because Nick first, hates it. Nick, Nick hates, hates it. it. Hates it because every time he tests it, he drinks a little bit and he can't stop sweating. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop sweating. You know, yeah. he's sensitive. He's sensitive to GBB. He's sensitive mm-hmm. to miter burn and the combination of that Advantage Z. It's got a good dose of Advantage Z in there as well, and all of the different components to it. I think work well, but I, I didn't know if you were being sarcastic because, uh, you know, if you had such a tough time, the people that have tough time with it are the ones that when you drink it, you need to either train or do cardio with it to burn it off. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you might just sit there and sweat and feel like you're melting. Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally. And then you'll sweat a little bit after your workout too. So. Yeah. It, it still works. Some people will hit me up and be like, bro, I, I tried that sample you gave me and I did my cardio. I took a shower and I'm still sweating. And that's because their body's sensitive to it, especially in the beginning when you start utilizing it. Mm-hmm. It does last quite a bit, uh, you know, in your system. But I think it makes you feel good. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you sweat? Did you sweat as much as Nick or no? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I'm very <laughs> prone. Like again, I react really well to stuff. So when I have taken like liposuction in the past, carnagen, all that different type of stuff, yeah. I normally sweat a lot. So the Evo Burn just took it to another level. But 
Yeah. You haven't tried Evo Burn with Carnage in it, have you? No, I'm yeah. scared. I don't yeah. need to do all that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I love Carnitine. I mean, you know, I make a liquid one. I also do a powdered one and the Carnagens. And I'm a huge fan of Carnitine. And I feel that adding that to the mix also can take it to the next level. But you're right. You shouldn't be taking it with anything. Evo Burn should be taken by itself, especially in the beginning. And then you can always add in the layers. Right. But, um, but yeah, that's no need so, to go too crazy at the beginning. No, here. no, but that's that's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So I don't know if it's going to be out in this podcast by the time this podcast comes out. Probably not. But I know the Evigen Elite stores they have it in. So my wife's store, Nutrition Palace, up in the Bay Area. So if you're listening, and you know, shout out to the Bay Area. I know you guys are getting hammered with rain, and you know, I know everyone out there is rooting for the 49ers to win the Super Bowl this next week. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, if you want to get some good cardio in, try it out. She has it in her store, and then a lot of the Evigen Elite stores in the whole area uh, across the country have it because um, they just started getting it in. But the we haven't launched it yet, so it's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks on online. Sweet, yeah. Who do you have, 49ers or Chiefs? Ooh, that's a good question. Um. I, the last time I checked the point spread, I think it was like two, two and a half points uh, to, game. to the Niners. I think it's completely dead even because I don't give the edge to the Niners because I feel the Chiefs have got momentum right now. Right. And the Niners, I don't want to say they barely won, but they had to come back. Mm-hmm. And I thought that they were going to handily win, um, just handle uh, the um, the Detroit uh Lions. Lions. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, and again, if anybody I wanted to win was going to be Detroit because they, this is the best season they've had in years. Yeah. But their head coach, Dan Campbell, is yeah, killing it. They, absolutely. So it's a great, great story because I would have loved to see them in the Super Bowl. But being from the Bay, I got to root for the Niners. But I do think that they will have problems mm-hmm. against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that they haven't, they haven't won a Super Bowl since the 90s, man. Like when I was growing up, I used to watch Steve Young and Joe Montana win Super Bowls. Yeah. And I think they won six altogether. But it's uh, – Rob, check that out. How many Super Bowls is the 49ers won? Five. Oh, five Super Bowl championships. Okay, maybe I'm just – Off by one. Well, maybe the Counting this, this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Counting this year. But, yeah, I would love to see them win just because they haven't won in a long time. Yeah. But Kansas City Chiefs, I feel like – are the new Patriots, man, like how dominant they've been in the last four mm-hmm. or five years. So they've been here. Yeah. So I think I give, I, I'm surprised. I would give them like a three point advantage instead of it being almost the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Who do you got? Ooh, I got the chiefs. Yeah. I think Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's been in this situation a few times now yeah. and he knows what to do. And even the way that they've slowly been building up this momentum over the course of the season and it's been really cool to watch so i'm excited i heard it's because you're a swifty oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah. you love yeah, uh, yeah. you know <laughs> you know you love her yeah, t swizzle yeah is that what they call her uh i call her that oh when you text her <laughs> yeah yeah everybody talking about how uh she put travis kelsey on the map what do you think about that you know she kind of did oh she kind of did i mean a lot of people are gonna have some mixed a opinions. lot no it's not because here's a fact. People are watching football more because of her. You guys just call a spade a spade. Women. They're, women are women. watching more. No, and I think in general, even guys, but probably not as much on the guys, but uh-huh. mostly women. And I guarantee you, if you see the ratings, it's higher, right? There's higher ratings. And is <laughs> for better or worse, but I'm just telling <laughs> facts, man. Facts. Yeah. How many more jerseys is he selling now? Yeah. Because of her? 
Yeah. Right. I I think that she's a game changer. Well, and you gotta right? love how every single time he scores, it just goes right to her. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. after the clip of him scoring a touchdown, she's up there dancing in the in the booth, all that good stuff. So yeah, I mean, showing a lot of views. It's crazy because. Yeah. Uh, so many people hate her because they say, oh, every time he catches a ball, it's like, you know, there's a, they pan over to her and everything else. Yeah. It's kind of, it's really kind of funny, but it's just like the super, the hate is super high. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know. I think it makes it interesting. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I, I think it's entertaining. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was our last question. Anything you want to add? I don't know, man. Let me ask you this. If you had a chance to date her, would you? Taylor Swift? Yeah. Ooh. I don't think so. Too popular for me. Really? Like, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll stick to something a little bit more low key. Maybe Selena Gomez or Selena like Gomez. That. Yeah. There you go. See Rob shaking his head <laughs> over there. I'm just dying. Rob, Rob, who was at the Lakers game that we went to? Uh, Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo. Who's she, she? You don't know who Olivia? No. Rodrigo? You gotta know. No, gotta pull know. it up. Pull it up, man. Olivia <laughs> she, Rodrigo. It was. A, she made a really really popular song about. Uh, it was basically her boyfriend, and they broke up and. Uh, it, it was a very sad song. I think she follows me on Instagram. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was no hilarious. Don't kept, tell my wife. <laughs> they kept putting yeah, her I don't even know who she is. She just looks like a, a Latin artist or something. But anyways, is she, so she's popular? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but not Selena Gomez popular. She can't be as many no. followers. No, not Selena. No, yeah, Selena, Selena Gomez has been in the game a, yeah, a bit longer. Absolutely. But um, so, yeah. So, okay, I'll tell Taylor when she reaches out <laughs> that you're not interested. So, um, <laughs> Rob, I'll go ahead and, you know, I'll, we're going to have to, you know, condole, you know, console her because Tom Holland, uh, the buff Tom Holland will not go away. Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, guys. So again, fun time is over. It's time to almost get ready for the Arnold Classic. We're going to be giving you guys updates on that as well. Coming up in the next couple of um, days on the next podcast. Thank you, brother. Thanks, honey. Yeah. I'm tired as hell. It's time to go to sleep. Honey Rambod. David Butler, that's the truth.